There is a spot that's blacked out though, right? Yeah, yeah. You should only see the okay. edge, edge of the map. Okay, perfect. Okay, welcome everyone. I don't know if everyone else was getting a crazy echo there, but I, I think it, the the intro music was coming through someone's mic, maybe, maybe mine. Um, but we are here for the second session, second full session, I guess, number three of Wild Beyond the Witchlight. And we have, um, uh, every, we're missing our... Um, Arias, our paladin, who may be along shortly, um, and Daisy, who um, came into the carnival with you, but um, uh, split off from you and has gone her own way throughout the carnival. And um, I guess I'll give a bit of a background, uh, or at least the first part of it. Uh, just very short, short um Summary is you've snuck into not snuck not stuck into you you went to go buy tickets into the carnival the witchlight carnival and found that you're there were tickets there waiting for you um, you're a group of friends childhood friends all from vastly different sort of backgrounds and and you've you've taken up different life pursuits but now you've all come back together with a um, a shared goal something that you've um, like waking up from a dream, you've realised that there's been something missing in your life, whatever that may be, um, a physical thing, a toy, um, or some sort of aspect of yourself, if we go a bit more, a bit more metaphysical. And um, the carnival's back now, eight years later. You're young adults and have decided to come in and, and try to um, see the sights and experience it, much like... All, many of the people from the neighbourhood, neighbouring countryside have, have done. Um, and you've had a bit of a fun time enjoying the, the place, taking it all in. And in doing so, you've also found that other things have gone missing, other people have gone missing uh, from the carnival as well. Not all is, um, is uh, smiles and dancing, gaiety and lollipops. And let's see, I, I think it might be good if, uh, if someone want to describe some of the different activities that you were doing. Any volunteers? That we did last time? Yeah. Oh, I got all that written down. <laughs> Excellent. Um, well, I did catch the fairy dragon. Catching the fairy dragon, yeah. that's right. Mm -hmm. And I got a pair of dentures, I believe. <laughs> Wooden carved dentures. Excellent. That's the one. Handy. I think the dentures came from the poem gnome. 
The what? The poem gnome? Yeah. The rhyming duel. Yeah, they oh! rhyme. Yeah. Yes. So you engaged in a rhyming duel. Um, there was a staring contest with the Cyclops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's there was right. There was goblin wrestling. Dragon. Daisy wrestled some goblins. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. your your old friend Daisy uh, chowed down a humongous amount of um, of cupcakes, cu- cupcakes and uh, muscled their way through. I think Celeste, you didn't quite make it to the end of that. Was it you? Didn't quite make it. Yeah, yeah. So you pushed Close. through. You pushed through the custard barrier, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ring cast. We did the bubble pop teapot. Ungo and Celeste went on there. Ah, oh, right. Yes. Um, one of the one of the ones that, um, aside from just fun, was the carousel. And I think um, a couple of you had undertaken to do some repairs and, and repaint um, the names oh. of, of some of the, the horses on the carousel. And as you did, uh, giving them a name brought them back to life. Um, maintenance is king. And um, they the... the the carousel is a bit of a gossip monger hub and uh, they have memories like elephants and they actually said that they remembered you from past times and gave you a bit of information about um, you know, your, your lost thing um, and a bit of information about uh, what, was, what was really going on here or just a bit of gossip. Um, Aside from that, you then made your way to the Hall of Illusions. And it was there that you saw a creepy little girl with a pig mask looking through a mirror at this halfling trying to drag him through. And this triggered some memories from your distant childhood where a similar thing, I think, happened to you, Ungo. Maybe you, Celeste. Oh, no. Uh, was it Celeste? No. Franny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I helped. I hightailed it out of there. Yes, yeah. Um, and you've did some tracking and found that there's been quite a bit of traffic, quite a bit of foot traffic to and from a particular area, particular group or cluster of, of mirrors, uh, but didn't find any latch or secret door or anything like that. Um, but it's, it's clearly enchanted in some way. Um, you then went to the big top, and I think um, Mavis, that was where your uh, your point. What happened there? I think at the end of the show, uh, the what's it called? The, the men leading the the show uh, encouraged the audience to participate and show off some yes. of their skills. So I think Frain uh, and Celeste provided some background yep. music. Why Mavis conjured the puppets using magic, and there's some dancing, expressive dancing. <laughs> right, yeah. So it was an, it was like the old open mic at the comedy club, um, yeah. and they're not a, not necessarily expecting, but you know it's always good for a laugh. Uh, but the three of you pulled off a uh, quite entertaining, entertaining. Um, Exactly. Yeah, show. Yeah, definitely. So much so that as you, as everyone makes it, made their way out of that big top, 
um, one of the Witchlight hands came to you and said, oh, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light would, would like a word. And um, so you find yourself now having made your way to the the entrance to the staff area and you tried to go in through here before and there was this huge bugbear with uh, blue dungarees and a carved pumpkin for a helmet um, and you approach and uh, it looks very odd is despite the dungaree that there being this huge hairy muscular bugbear he's got an underbite with two tusks coming up but he's got this pumpkin helmet and um, fairy wings strapped across his back. They don't quite even protrude past his shoulder blades, just just a little bit. Um, they glint off the lights is, is, is there. And as you approach, he sort of lifts up a hand and, and uh, growls, grunts sort of to you. And here we find you in front of a uh, wall of thorny bushes with um, Burley, who you know of, as the brother of, I think, Hurley, who you met eight years ago. Anyone want to say anything? Or... No, just... No. We're waiting for Mr. Light. in there, just waiting. Okay, he looks at you quizzically and his head sort of cocks to one side like a puppy. And uh, folds his arms. So where is he then? Where's who? Didn't you say someone wanted to see us? Oh, oh, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, yes. And he sort of turns around and he does this sort of Moses act, lifts up his arms and uh, tries, t tries to do it quite casually. It's hard to do a magical gesture casually like this. It takes two arms widespread. And you see there that bugbears have got very long arms. He'd probably would have to whack you from, from 10 feet away. Um, let's see. And these thorns part um, and just move apart. They sort of grow, grow like a like fast forwarded um, uh, stop motion uh, growth. And I'm just going to show you. Yes. Any gestures, and then turns and starts to walk. And he squeezes between two caravans and then looks back over his shoulder and says, oh, go on. Hmm. Um, it's a very interesting display. Have you considered investing in a door? Might be much easier. And I'll just walk, walk past. Okay. Go in. And he moves over, and you can see off in the distance there's um, a larger tent, and the the mime that you saw earlier is looking at you both, looking a little bit worried and a little bit apprehensive, and then he sort of glances away as if he's not really watching you, and he just sort of moves over and uh, sits on a chair by a harp and starts sort of plucking it. 
And uh, Burley stands at the circle and he sort of looks at um, over at Candlefoot. I think you know this character's name. He's the one who was um, giving you admission into the Hall of Mirrors before. Mm-hmm. And Hurley moves on and he passes this aging clown. I've got another handout for you. And he's got this long, droopy pipe, and he's looking at you with a bit of a grimace. And uh, then he, as he puts, puts the end of the pipe in his mouth, there's this bloop, 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 and little bubbles, shiny bubbles, are coming out of his pipe. And he looks like he's on watch or on guard by the entrance to this tent. Mm. Can I do a quick inside check to see if he can... Carrying any weapons? Sure. Concealed or what? Otherwise? Yeah, you give give him a give give him a once over. Roll your insight. Mm-hmm. Where was it? The shop. Yeah, I, I probably don't see anything. Uh, no go. Yep. Did you see it? Okay. Uh, no. What's the mm. number? Uh, six. Okay. Could be in charge. No, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm flipping between multiple screens here, so I'm not always seeing the chat. Um, okay. okay. So, you know, with it, you, you give him the once over and you don't spot anything, but he is wearing very flouncy sort of clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, ruffle around his neck, puffy sleeves, puffy legs. And... <clears throat> and then Burley sort of completely ignores this clown um, and steps up to this particularly ostentatious wagon. Um, The clown's uh, bubbling away at at nothing, but he's glaring at the bugbear as well. And uh, the bugbear says, out the way. Um... And he opens the wagon door and reaches, and the the, um, the the clown sort of steps quite slowly to one side, and the door opens. And in the chat, you'll see a mm. you see two elves, a flamboyant one. Um, slender, and you will have recognised him as the as the one uh, who opened the the affair at the big top. And he says, "Oh, please to come in. It's a delight to meet you all. I am Mr. Light, and this is my associate, Mr. Witch." And he gestures behind himself to a stocky elf lounging on a bunk. He's got a top hat, which he takes off and puts next to him. Hang on a on a um, on a stand. I felt like we've met these two before, but I can't recall. I think it was in like the 
when we came here. Yes, you have. You were brought before them, or at least, yeah, it was both of them, I believe. Yeah. Somebody want to talk to them? Intimidating as the. Maybe. They wanted to talk with us, so let them go first. Yep, okay. Um, yeah, one of them uh, says to you, I'm just still searching for this handout. Uh, uh, here we go. One of them says, very good job. I heard about your performance. Hmm. Is, it a, is it an employment interview then? Oh, no, no. You are our customers, our visiting guests. Can you see the handout that I've just displayed? Yep. 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 So I can see the one that's talking is the one closest to you, Mr. Witch. Uh -huh. <clears throat> well, if it isn't about a job. Still looking. Hmm? It looks sinister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, um, you hear this, it's all right, boss. And there's this, uh, you look behind you or off to one side and there's this, this clown and he's got like a switchblade and he's just cleaning his nails. Uh-huh. And they say, oh, nothing to worry about, Thacko. Off you go. We're just having a little chat. He says, please, please come in with a flamboyant grin. Welcome you for, with this um, from ear to ear with a, and uh, executes this very theatrical, elaborate bow. It is a delight to meet you all. We are so happy. Can you not hear it? And the... Calliope music does feel a little bit chipper. Celeste curtsies back before she walks towards the tent. Okay. Um, he says, we're eager. We've noticed and heard little birds whispering to us. You seem to be motivated somehow by something other than just cupcakes and lollipops. What are your reasons for visiting the carnival? Um. And Mr. Light's squinting at you like he's, he's, he's burning his insight checks. Mm. Well, to, to be perfectly candid, I think I might, might have uh, left something here last time we visited. Okay. And I'm very, very, very keen on taking it back. Okay. They share a glance at your, at your mention of that and uh, give a bit of a, I don't know if you can see it on the, uh, with me, I'm sort of giving a bit of a cock on my head, a bit of a, bit of a nod to one another. Um, and 
Mr. Light just, he's still squinting, and but he just gives a slow nod of acknowledgement. So I take it, it, it isn't really an uncommon occurrence in this part. Oh, things get lost all the time. It's a exuberant place. <laughs> I guess. Well, we ha my understanding is that we haven't lost material goods. We've lost something a little bit closer to it. Though I'm not I sure I want it back. I see. <laughs> he says, well, you must... You must understand, we can't be held responsible for things that get lost within the carnival. Forces are at work on the other side. And Mr. Light adds in entirely, entirely beyond our control. He says, yes, yes, this is Mr. I'm going to flip back. You'll probably, hopefully you'll tell by the, my change in tone. Uh, it's good. <laughs> The wheel of time turns ever on. What's lost is lost, and what's gone is sadly gone. Ungo jumps in. I, I want to find who is responsible. Oh, well then. Whoa. I'm not sure that we can, we, we, we can say who's responsible. Who's to say, really? We, we yeah. have clues. You do, and he shares another glance. And so, dear, yeah. um, what about you, young lady? Mr. Light turns to you, Celeste. I, I think I'm looking for something as well. Or someone, or something, I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, who can say? There is a lost property section. You could go and meet Dillagrawn. Tell him. Tell him about the pig face, Celeste. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, we were talking to the horses at the carousel, and and there was a, a, a girl with a pig mask, hmm. and I think she has what I'm missing. Okay. Um, Celeste and Phryne, you're closest there to Mr. Light. Can I get you to roll insight checks? That's what the skill... Ah. That is not my best. Oh skill. my god! <laughs> okay, so better than mine. Okay, we've got a natural one. You don't notice anything. Um, however, Phryne, you're looking there over Celeste's shoulder, or just just past her as she's talking to Mister Light. Um, you get a sense that he's. You don't know what or why, but he's he's being deceptive or trying to conceal something. Not physically, just. Not trying to give something away. He says, yeah. well, it's been pleasant meeting you all, and I'm, you are definitely our favourites at this point of the evening, and uh, I think that you'll find the 
waiting till the dawn. There's still a few more hours. You can enjoy any more sights. Have you been down to the southern end? Yes, yes, there's, there's, yeah. there's games down there. There are, yes. Oh no, beyond, there's uh, the Pixie Kingdom and the snail, ra snail, snail races. Do you know how to get to... Shit, what was that place called? Prismia. Uh, Prismia. Prismia. Oh, there's many gates and many doors. It's a world away. But, uh, uh, can you roll it? That's Ungo, was it? Yeah, that was Ungo. Yeah, okay. Uh, where are you, Ungo? Well, oh, yeah, you're there. Can I get you to roll an insight as well, please? You can do it. Uh, do it. We'll do this with, okay. with advantage, just um, getting some support from the others rather than just two rolls. Well. Okay. Um, so similar to um, Celeste, you get an, a bit of an insight that he's being deceptive, but not anything else. Uh-huh. Uh, right. He says, he says, Thacko. Our guests will be leaving, and um, Mr. Light pulls this pocket watch out of his um, out of his pocket and flips it and, and looks quizzically at it and then looks up and listens to the music again and then flips it back and puts it back in. Is that it then? He does come here just to ask us questions? Is that the, a custom around here? Is it something you normally do with all of your guests? Oh no, no! This was oh. just because we were interested in in what brought you here and uh, and heard about the fabulous show you put on. Hmm. Well, if you are such a fabulous guest, perhaps you could do us a small favor and simply aid us in our quests. Oh, what? We are here for for a specific pur purpose. Uh, it seems that it isn't an isolated inc incident, which happens over years at least. As the owners of this fine establishment, I'm fairly certain you are very well aware of whatever is going on in here, and I kindly request that you aid us. Well, let's let's see how we go for the rest of the evening. There's still a few a few more hours yet. How about if you? Uh... I know what we can do. I can see you're feeling down in the dumps, and we can't have that. Mm. Thacko. And Thacko sort of shuffles over. He says, he's a clown of few words, but many talents. And Thacko sort of looks at you. Um, let's see. Looks at you, Franny. Um, and then he pulls out this balloon and blows it up. Big long one. And then goes, wee, 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 wee. there's all this squeaking and squeaking. And he makes a um, an owlbear for you. Ooh. And he gives it to you. Here, uh, take it. Okay. Um, um, Celeste. Uh, it's like, I don't, I'm going to name her Juniper. <laughs> Juniper. Ooh. It does have, a, an, in fact, um, he's done it in this, the balloon is the same colour as the eyebrows on Juniper were. Juniper had these sort of fairly bright blue, like a splendid wren eyebrows. Uh, and this is a uh, vibrant blue balloon. Um, Celeste, is there any animal that you might have affinity with? 
Not particularly, no. Maybe, no, nothing in particular. Okay. Well, um, he looks at you and then, and then thinks a bit and then looks at you a bit more and thinks a bit and then he goes, and it's a black balloon. And it looks like a cat, but then he's about to give it to you and then he, and he shakes his head. And uh, he gets two more big, long balloons and, and then nods to himself and gives it to you. And it looks like a displacer beast. Ooh. Celeste is happy. Okay. Um, and how about you, Ungo? Uh, uh, I like wolves. Okay. Well, you you might be thinking it. I, I, that's that's me uh -huh. asking the asking okay. asking Ungo David. Wolves. Okay. So, um, uh, Thacko again. It's a lot pale grey, and um, uh -huh. he does you a balloon wolf. Cool. And lastly, Mavis. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Animals, they're dirty. All right. Um, he looks at you and he sort of frowns to himself a bit. Uh, and whatever he's doing, Mavis is just going to like deadpan stare right into his eyes mm -hmm. for the entire process. Okay. Um, squeak, 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 squeak. And he makes you a, it's not an animal. In this case, um, in this case, it's a, it's like a fashion, like a musical instrument. Mm. And he gives it to you. Are you going to take it or are you doing the, uh, the death stare? Oh, just keep on staring. He, he, he um, shrugs and pulls out a pin and sort of waggles his head and pops it. Shrugs and go and then gets out his switch knife and starts cleaning his nails again. Every now and then, though, he sort of looks under his bushy eyebrows at you that have got all the white powder on them. Um, well, it's time for us to move on. Burley, would you escort our guests? And Mr. Witch and Mr. Light go back inside their tent. What? Wait a I minute, know. guys. We're not here for animals. What about the hags and and cow pig or pig face or whatever? Um, I'm just going to like step my head. I'm just like, I don't think they're going to tell us. I think we have to do Ah. Hmm. Burley turns to you and he sort of nods towards the, again, with a big grunt and a growl and a gesture. And, uh, uh, and he says, a word. A word. That's intriguing. Mm -hmm. I mean, if he can okay. manage it. Yeah, let's go with him for a word. Okay. Um, Thacko, Thacko watches Burley go off with if you uh, towards the edge with a sort of fairly suspicious look. Um, and this at this point, Candlefoot is sitting on another purple chair playing a, a mandolin. And as you move to the to the um, what are they called through the to the vines, he sort of barely turns and takes his helmet off, um, and you can see that his expression under the helmet under the helmet is very worried. And he says to you, "Bad things, bad things have been happening for a while. People, things go missing." 
Is there any hint of where all of this ends up um, in the end? He says they go to the other side. Hmm. We would like to go to the other side. Other, other side of what? The Feywild, I expect. Oh. He says, Is there any... he, Go he, ahead. He, he says, <laughs> I'm switching between DM voice, DM voice, and then he says, hello. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, where are we? Yeah, um, my bosses, the boss, they know. They know more than they're telling you. But their hands are tied, their vows. And you lot, oh. you lot are the first people I've met who... Might be able to set things right, I guess. And uh, let me see. Phryne, you can tell that Candlefoot is just listening in on this whole conversation, sort of. He's pretending to play the mandolin, but he's he's half turned his head towards you. He's going to tell. I can't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Burley says Witch and Light are good guys, but you need something. Something over him to make him spill the beans. Hmm. Hmm. Imagine their lips are sealed. An idea by whom? Um, sorry, I missed that. So, uh, imagine that their lips are sealed because of a vow. Um, an idea who might have imposed such a vow upon them. I don't know, but if it's the Feywild, fairy curses can be binding or very destructive to mm. go against. I see. Well, the only thing left to ask from me, at least, is uh, is there any way that could aid us into finding the way towards the other side? Okay. Um, he's, he says... Well, they've got their stuff. Maybe you could steal their stuff, their precious stuff, and make them tell you. Mr. Witch has got his, his wand, his, mm. his carnival vein, and Mr. Light's got his, his watch, his, his, his pocket watch. Good time to do that would be nick it from them when they're distracted, maybe even at the crowning at the end of the night. End of the night. Thank you. And, Thank and, you for the and with that, um, uh, Candlefoot sort of hops up and turns around and waves his hands <laughs> as if gesturing that that's a bad idea. Mm. Well, do you have well, any? Well, I, I have to agree with him, <laughs> just like gesturing to Candlefoot because I mean, like, look at our group. We're not the most stealthy. I can do it. <laughs> um, I think we. Well, Before we plan grand larceny in front of our potential victims, I think we should go somewhere else. Well, okay. Do you have any ideas? He says to. <laughs> he he says. Uh, well, and put as if he could talk. Well, well, Burley gestures through the through the the vine fence, um, for you to go through, and he says, "Have a think about it," but it needs doing. Mm. Um, uh -huh. the, the vines close behind you and you can see hopping along is Candlefoot 
and he's quite excited. He this came outside excited. with us. Yeah, he slipped through. Okay. And he just, okay. he, um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to mime all this, but um, do it, mime. He, he no, nope, you got to mime it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's just like, come on, come on. A book, writing. <laughs> Okay. 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 This is gonna. This is gonna be great for the podcast, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. So you get the. He's gesturing about a book, and then uh, gestures like with his mouth. Just secret? No, you need a book to write with. That was the first uh, thing I think. Yeah. So and he, he points at you on the. You're on the money with uh, secrets. Says there's, there's secrets in this book. And uh, then he points over to the and gestures for this the big tent, the big top. Uh, he's gesturing. Nah. He's gesturing oh, back the way he came. Okay. Um, is the buffet closed? Mister. Yep. Okay. Does Mister Witch and Mister Light have a book? Yes. <laughs> what do you say? Sorry. I said, is that what he's saying? Yeah. Mm. Will, will that book help us to get to the other side? Um, he shrugs, but he's, he's, he gestures for, does that, that, that symbol for secrets that Angai picked up on. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. Oh, well, I think we need this book. May, may, sounds like we can come back here later, right? Maybe we'll try again. He does another mime to you. I'm going to have another crack at it. He points at, his, points at his wrist. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. We're on a time crunch. When? The crowding. The crowning. <laughs> when? The crowning, okay. <laughs> All right. That's just going to be podcast gold. Um, <laughs> charades. Okay. So, uh, and um, he's points at his voice box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Master's yeah, you lost voice. your voice. Sweet, we got it. It's clear. The flying crocodile? Crocodile. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm flapping my arms wildly for so everyone listening at home. All the mums and dads and my nan. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's like, I believe what he's referring to is that he has lost his voice. Because this lady is Juniper's parent. <laughs> and he was a right chatterbox the first time he met him. He was. A pirate? Okay. Pa parent. Parent. Juniper's owner. Oh. And so um, he shrugs and gestures the crown and uh as a timing hmm. and then <laughs> a rabbit yeah. took it i think i think he means uh, you know us trying to stay being stealthy <laughs> uh, do you have any sense of uh, how many hours are left till the uh, ceremony yeah there's still three hours left the you've only just come out of the um uh, big, top. big top, and that's at midnight. And hmm. 
Oh, we do have some time to kill. You do, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I was just checking for my phone. It's not here, though. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm going to move us on the map. I'll pick us up as we are there. Let's see. Ungo, Candlefoot can stay behind. I don't think we're going to see Arias at this stage. He's lost. But I'm going to move us all back. I think he's playing Final Fantasy. <laughs> Excellent. Just what you need. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's uh, Discord dobbing you in, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Discord's a snitch. So, perhaps before we make our great plan, uh, maybe we could try to pull our resources, see what we have at our disposition. Okay. What do you fellows think? Uh, I don't know, so we're just going to continue screwing around in the carnival, I guess? <laughs> I mean, well, Candlefoot did uh, just point us in the direction of the south where the snail racing and the mystery mall. Mm. Alright. I mean, that was Mr. Light. Or which. That's mm. Could that have been the dragonfly? The flapping and then the this thing? Possibly. Hmm. Uh, I sense more of a, a bird of some sort. Have we met any cankers in here? Um, can you roll a... Uh, yeah, I'll make it a perception. Perception, okay. That's just being observant, not figuring out, so I think that's a right. Uh, probably not. I think that's 10. Okay. Um... But there's a question to everyone, so... Yeah, yeah, it's not everyone that gets to roll, though. Actually, anyone who wants to roll um, can, but if you fail, you might make it harder. I didn't quite hear the question. What was the question? Uh, have we seen any kankus? It's like a bird people. Like an aerococra? Oh, I rolled a seven. I know. Yeah. Eighteen. Okay. Ungo, you, you're the only one who might have seen a bird person in the um, north end. You know, when you're all having eating cupcakes and... That's By the feasting orchard? Yeah. Uh, all right. Ungo, Ungo will relate that. It was over. Or it might not have been in the feasting orchard, but it was, you know, how there's pathways between different places. So, but it was definitely up that top end. Maybe by the dragonfly rides. I don't know. Oh, uh, how big is this place? How long would it take us to like make a whole round trip? Oh, uh, you could spend probably twenty minutes doing a little figure eight. Hmm. It's not huge. Oh. Well, we could make our rounds. Keep okay. an eye out. Okay. 
for any bird or flying things with big mouths or beaks. Okay. So, um... First? Sorry? Maybe head north first, since that's where we saw them last? Or do you want to go south? It's been a while. It's not necessary. It's not necessary that they stick around to one place. Yep. But, uh... Was that... Did I see a patron or like a worker? As a bird person. Uh, no one is. Uh, just Ungo um, vaguely recalls seeing a bird person in the crowd, like walking past one. But Okay, so just like a, a, a patron. Oh, likely, but you can't. You just remember seeing a, someone with a, okay. with a, you know, bird head. Bird head, yeah. got it. Um, so I'm just moving you as a little little squad here. You're between the calliope and the big top. Um, do you want to go left or right or straight through the guts of it? Doesn't really matter. I suggest left. Okay. I think Mavis is up the front there. So you're moving around. I'm just going to keep those rolls, unfortunately. Uh, Celeste and mm. <laughs> Friday. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Keep my eyes out for any more bird people. Yeah. I'll say that if there's anything other interesting, like the Silver Song Lake or whatnot, if someone yeah. wants to have a go. One thing, one thing you notice. Let's see. Um, is this, uh, you can hear this joyful, um, exuberant play sort of squealing of delight from uh, part, um, festival goers and uh, striding. Is this enormous living animated tree? Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's got this big sort of afro in, in um, orange leaves, remembering it's autumn. And there's this uh, squirrel skittering around all over it, going berserk. And um, uh, as the tr- as the tree walks, it sort of smiles slowly, left and right, and gestures. And as it does, it then shakes its head, and all these uh, falling seeds, sycamore seeds, that spin like a little helicopter. Um, and that, then they sort of kick over, kick upside down, and they fall erratically. Um, and uh, people are trying to catch them. Huh. <clears throat> and it, you've just walked under the canopy effectively, and he looks down and smiles at you and gestures around and then does a shake of his head. Catch. Yep, if anyone wants to have one go, they can try a dexterity check. One go will have yep. one go. Okay. Yep, obviously. All right. I'll have a go too. Okay. Uh, Dex check, right? Uh, yes. I'm gonna get 
Right in the face. Oh, oh, so we've got a we've got a fifteen from Celeste, a twelve and a ten, and a one more, I think. Two twelves. Oh, two twelves. Yes. Okay. So, Ungo, you're the first to catch one, um, and you do it. And as you catch it, can you roll a d? Da, da, da. Can you roll a d8 for me? Six. Um, okay, it turns into a gold piece. A gold piece? Yes. Oh, I'm rich. And um, that was that was Ungo. Um, Celeste, can you roll a d8 for me? A one. A one. Oh my god, you... Um, you grasp it and just feel... Just so overwhelmed with joy, um, uh, as you that you've that you managed to court it. You weren't expecting to, and you snatched it out of the air, and um, you gain a personality trait. Um, you are e hmm. you are easily amused. Sounds about right. And if you, if you've got a conflicting personality trait, it will suppress that one. Um, just just last a day. Um, okay, and uh, Franny, can you roll a d8? You caught it as well. With your 10, just, it almost slipped through your fingers. Dex is not my best. <laughs> yes, but you did it. Five. Oh, okay. Um, yours turns into a gold piece as well, Mavis. And you can add this to your... It, it's permanent. Um, add it to your character sheet. Oh, Mavis has eight. got an eight. Wow. Okay, so you get it and um, just feel a pulse of luck over, overwhelm you. And you can add a D8 to an ability check. Um, oh, but I got inspiration. Wow. Nice. Yeah, inspiration. Like a bardic inspiration yes. for a bard. Yep. Nice. It'll, it'll, it'll last until do until the next dawn. Okay. Uh, not really sure where do I put that on the character sheet. I, I, yeah, uh, you could just treat it as insp uh, inspiration. Yeah. Okay. It's just a... Add it to your stealth. Yeah. Because mm. I needed to steal something. You might, ne <laughs> you might need it. Yeah. Um, and this squirrel comes skittering around, and for everyone who catches one, it hands out a um, dandelion. Okay. It turns its head, chitters to you, and as you as it chitters, squeaks in its little squirrel voice. Um, make a wish, make a wish, and you can see someone who's who's just been handed one. Some other uh, other festival goers um, making a wish, and then whoosh, blows the dandelion. Hmm. And so, I close my eyes. Okay. Think real hard, and then blow it. Blow I, the okay. okay. And let's see. Now, what you can do, um, it, the little squirrel puts up a, a finger over its lips. And just briefly. I'm going to move us into the cone of silence. So where are we? 
Anthony. One one second. Okay, Celeste, can, okay. You, hear, can you hear me? Yeah, I think that was Phryne at first, though. That's okay. We'll, just, we'll capture yours as we are. What's your wish? Okay. Um, I, I wish to know who the person is that I see in my dreams. Okay. And, but, and you know who that is, but yeah. Celeste doesn't. Okay, cool. I'm going to move you back and, and cycle so through. So does she know who it is now? No, you just have to write down what that wish is on your character sheet somewhere. So we, okay. do, so we don't so we don't lose it. Okay. Okay. Okay, Franny. What do you, what is your wish? I don't actually have a wish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when you uh, when you say I wish for and then you blow it, what are you thinking of? Um I would like to see, actually, I would love, my wish is for Friday to be able to deliver um, her teacher's last will and testament to his wife and she. Last will and testament to her. Okay, so what I'll yeah. do, I'll get you to uh, write that down just as a sentence. Um, onto your character sheet somewhere, into your bio or... Yep. Okay, cool. Oh, this is all going in notes. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll move you back. Okay, Mavis, what are you wishing for as you blow this dandelion? Hmm, the right way into the light. What's, what's that, sorry? Find a uh, way to the other side. Okay. Yeah. All right. Can you write that down in your character sheet somewhere? Um, mm, probably in, in like notes. Yeah, in notes or whatnot. So find the way to the other side. It needs to, mm -hmm. needs to be verbatim. Okay, great. And I'll just grab Ungo and see what he's wishing for. Okay. Okay, Ungo, you blow the dandelion. Yeah. What's going through your head? What, well, do, you, what do you wish for? Uh, Ungo wishes that we go, that we make our way to Prismia. Okay. He really wants his, he just wants his shadow back and he doesn't want to lose out on this opportunity. Okay. So if you can write down that phrase in your notes and your, in your character sheet somewhere or in the bio uh, or whatnot. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I want to make my way to Prismia, I think it was. Yeah. And, um, or I want, yeah, because I want my shadow back or just, just put that. Ungo wishes to make his way to Prismia to get his shadow back. Okay, great. So if you put that into your, into your notes somewhere so we can yeah, get put to it. in the other section of the notes. Yeah. We, oh yeah. It's a secret. So yep. wherever it's, whatever works for you. All right. And then we'll move back. Okay, we are back. And I think, okay. All right, so everyone makes their wish. I just wanted to make sure I, it's, it's, I can capture it by moving to a different chat without one of the benefits of the, of the online play. Um, right, so you 
that was one little encounter on the way. Um, let's see. Yeah, I think uh, Mavis, you mentioned you were you were listening out, and you 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 pass uh, Silver Song Lake and see that there's a crowd gathering, and there's a mist gathering at the bank of this shimmering lake. Near its centre, there's a mermaid lounging in this giant bowl. The bowl seems to be floating, maybe even levitating, just above the water, and the singing is magnificent, haunting. And it seems to have captivated all the spectators on the lake shore. That everyone that walks past stops. It's like when there's a really good uh, busker in the streets. Well, Mavis doesn't pay any attention. Just keeps on going. Every, what about everyone else? Celeste is easily amused, so she's going to walk towards it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. And the others? Have a look. Uh, we have time. <clears throat> I know. I'm just going to look yeah, and see if there's any, any bird people over there. Yeah, okay. So there's a big crowd there. It might take a while to have a big look around. But um, in response to this um, haunting song, the lake water coalesces and seems to be moving and rising almost like a living sculpture. And it's whirling around her as she, as she performs her song. I may have, once again, a handout for you. And, um, and Celeste Chinese hand and says, let's go closer, let's go closer. Yeah. Exactly. We're, we are butting up so we're going to get lost in this big path. Is there uh, something Ungo can climb to get a better look around? Because he's very short. Yes. Uh, so, so there's Palasha, the mermaid. Yep. And there are trees hereabouts or even stalls. If you want to go back a little bit, there's a place to get. You might find a way to sort of wriggle through the crowd as well. He doesn't, he doesn't like wriggling through crowds. That's not on his agenda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you have to, if, you, if you hang back a bit, you'll find something to climb. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Now, um, it doesn't cost anything. There's no ticket punch or anything to, to come and listen to the song. But the audience uh, just um, seem wrapped, um, witnessing the, her beauty and, and hearing her song. Um, and her singing seems to be able to control the water. And eventually you see, um, like, koi, um, magnificently colourful fish that seem to also obey her command and they start dancing and swimming in synchronised swimming around her in tune to the water. And after watching this for a little while, I think, Mavis, you're probably just uh, shifting from foot to foot, I guess, or looking to get... Yeah, just, just waiting for everyone else. Yeah, okay. Looking a bit impatient. Yeah, all right. Um, does it look like that the rest of the crowd that are gathered kind of like magically entranced by a lovely mermaid? Um, you can do an arcana check for me if you like. Mm. I do not know. Okay. That was so a six. They look like they're enjoying it. But you don't know why yeah. beyond it being mm. incredible. It's a nice. <laughs> it seems like a good enough reason, I don't know. Yeah. Um. 
Well, I mean, out of character, you're, you're like, sirens, sounds like mermaids, they love sailors to their death. In character, I'm like, it's a good song. Yeah. I like it. They just like the song. You hear this uh, voice um, cry out, though. Oh, my God, that sounds ridiculous. Won't you just shut up? And she, she sort of... I'm going to um, turn to find the sand. Okay. Um, can you roll like. a um, perception, please? Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, funny. Nice. Okay. So you look around and you see that there's a patron not too far away from you, looking with absolute contempt at Palusha. But uh, you, your your perception is good enough to tell that it's not that they're particularly mean-spirited towards Palasha, almost as if they're just um, having a bit of a snigger at spoiling the show. They don't seem to notice you, and then they call out again, What's the opposite of Encore? Uh, Stop. (laughs) How do I delete a song? And... uh, Rewind, um, and it's she seems to be de- Palasha seems to be getting unnerved by this, and there's her voice even falters. She manages to pick up and keep singing. Um, I'm just gonna give Mavis a bit of a nudge. I was like, "You're a bard. Help her out. Encourage the crowd. Don't talk for shit." As far as I'm concerned, we are clients here, not the performance. I did my bit. We have other things to do. Yeah, and I helped you. (laughs) Well, then you are certainly very capable in this regard yourself. Go ahead. I was just trying to just like, just look, just like, Uh, look, brace guide was like, oh, give me strength. (laughs) Understandable. But yeah, Mavis is totally, completely unmoved by the melody. It's funny because she's a parrot. Celeste, the the um, you notice that? Uh, let's see. Um, the character's looking to about uh, ready to dart off. And Franny, you're there too. Yeah, and, and Ungo, you can see that this this character is sort of shifting and moving amongst the crowd. Um, but you can clearly hear the, see that it's the that it looks like there's three or four different hecklers. It's the same person, and their face shifts and changes. Whoa! They look different each time. Yep. <clears throat> okay. They're leaving the crowd now? Uh, yes. Where are they going? Just heading back into the crowd and moving around to the, to the other side. Okay. Ungo's just going to wait until they, you know, leave. Okay. Just track them. Okay. Um, 
Now the rest of you, you might see Ungo climb down his, his pole. What do you want to do? Well, I know what it's like to be heckled out of performance. I would she would have been a bard if she wasn't caught a holier, ha a holier thing on. Yes. One so thing with I'm just going to give, like, an NPC a bit of a nudge. And I was just like, can you believe that asshole that was <laughs> heckling this beautiful mermaid? Like, you should cheer, like, we should cheer her on to show that we, the show that we enjoy her singing. I'm just like, <laughs> I can roll persuasion, but I'm gonna go for nothing. Go for it. <laughs> well, you, yes. Okay. okay. Um, Mab is gonna roll his eyes, and if I can give it advantage, like help action. Okay, no problem. Uh, I will use uh, what is it called uh, minor illusion to like produce a sound of small applause and cheering all around like, okay. between people. Ooh. Okay. Stand backwards. Yeah, Heckler's the worst. So you can roll again for uh, advantage. Yeah, you can roll twice and take the highest number there, Franny. Uh... <laughs> oh, nice. 20. Okay. Um, all right, she does stop singing, um, but only to look towards you, uh, Franny. Let's have a look. It's like, yeah, go for it. And then she um, she leaps up out of her bowl and then splashes in the lake itself. Um, and uh, you can see that she's starting to cruise on over towards you. I'm just going to look at Celeste. I was like, is she coming this way? <laughs> yeah, she does. She rises up out of the water just from the waist up, and she, you can see that she's probably treading water, or what, what are you called? Whatever you do with when you're a, a dolphin, just half out of the water. <laughs> and she sort of holds out yeah. a hand, gesturing towards you. Is there something in her hand? No. And she sort of gestures, gestures for you to come on down to the water's edge. Oh, no. That's like, Celeste I'm gonna is do going it. to encourage you. Like, let's go, go. <laughs> oh, she wants you. Okay. Okay. And okay. She's... I'm just going to like, okay, if I die, make sure I don't come back. <laughs> All right. And she looks at you with these kindly <laughs> eyes, and then she starts to, you know, like in um, uh, The Fifth Element or something, she starts to sing this sort of operatic, haunting voice. Oh, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> No, you have to do it. And um, there's this haunting, ghostly sound, and then she gestures for you to join in. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, is your camera meant to be on okay. or, or off, Franny? Just checking. Oh. Oh, it's supposed to be on. That's right. I, I didn't know why it turned it off. off. That's all right. Uh, when we got moved around between the kind of silence, that's when oh, yeah. it got turned off. Okay. Okay. Uh, she doesn't see, but she could try. <laughs> and she All right, just, I'm just gonna roll performance then. Okay. <laughs> hey, twenty. What? Okay. 
All right, and so I have high performance. <laughs> so you start singing and joining in with her, and you start to match her. Now you can't quite go the, you know, four oh, o- four octaves or so that she can go, but you can harmonise, and um, she even over the course of finishing this song, she through gestures and then helping you um, gives you a bit of a singing lesson. No. And uh, with that, we'll just switch attention back to, I think, Ungo and Celeste, I think you and Mavis. Oh, no, Mavis was there helping out with the, with the applause. So yep. Celeste and Ungo, you see this... Um... It was over. I was over with the mermaid as well. Oh, yeah, I think okay. it was just Ungo. Okay, so Ungo. Um, you're tracking this character. Um, and he shifts, yep. and, it, and, it, and the whole face shifts, and there's this sort of black bird. With arms and legs. Blackbird. Oh, it's the bird man. I found him. <laughs> You're alone, man. So. Yeah, he's talking to himself. Uh, is the <laughs> wh- wh- where where is this creature? Did it leave the crowd? Is it? He's it? sort of he's he's doing his best at um, doing a sort of lurking type walk. Uh-huh. And he and this has happened between a couple of tents. Okay, where is everybody else in the crowd? Did Mavis go over there? Where's Mavis? Mavis is with the um, other two at the at the Silver uh-huh. Swan Lake. You're only you know fifty yeah. um, yards or so away. No, I don't think I have any way to alert them that I can think of off the top of my head. So I might have to just run after this guy by myself. I don't know. Okay. Uh, how how far away are they? Uh, probably about 50 feet. I said yards, but, but you know, not far. What's, what's the range on Minor Illusion? Um, mm, give me a second. Spells. Uh, 30 feet. It's too far. So I this, mean, well, this it, bird, it, far it, creative how, of it. Yeah, how far is the bird guy? Oh, he's from only me. about 20 feet away from you. Maybe even less. You're you're walking down the uh, down the lane looking for him, and you spot him between two tents, shifting from the party from a, uh-huh, a uh-huh. human to a to a birdman. Okay, cool. Uh, I guess I can probably just. I think Ungo honestly would probably just creep after him quietly. Like I thought of some creative things, but he was just he would just follow him. Okay. All right. So you just uh, you just following. I'm just going to roll. Like he's not aware that someone's onto him, so I'm just going to roll for where he's yeah. going to go. Uh, All right. So he starts to find make his way back to Silver Swan Lake and insert himself back into the crowd. Um, but before he does that, he shifts himself back into a different human again. Okay. Uh, cool. So I'm going to get somewhere where I can see him. And now that he is back in the crowd and not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, let me get out that puppet you gave. I, I won that, uh, wizard finger puppet that does magic illusion. Yep. Does minor illusion. And uh, I sh- let me look at minor illusion real quick before I say what's going to happen. <laughs> no I want to put some kind of a marker over his head to like that everyone will see, like right here, you know. There you um, go in the chat. There we go. 
Okay, so we're going to do a little thing. Uh, so the wizard casts a spell, and then filling the five-foot cube about ten feet in the air above this guy. Well, no, right above him. So the end of the, the, the this big arrow, like a big flashing arrow, right? Like right over his head. Yeah. And yeah. above the arrow is the picture yeah. of like a, a bird head and beak, I like we were talking about. Yeah. Like it's also like flashing. It's like, right. <laughs> uh, in the hopes that my, my team notices that. <laughs> okay, so everyone can roll a perception with advantage. Okay. Nice. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big neon sign. It might be neon, but I do not see it. <laughs> okay. Well, with um, Celeste and Mavis both spotted in any case, but I guess you're a little bit preoccupied, Franny, with uh, Palasha. Yeah, she's putting me under a lot of stress. <laughs> okay, so... Uh... Like, spatially, how are we distributed? I'll just, you can see on the map here, so I'll put you over, a, you know, this is just relative. Um, mm -hmm. So one square is probably 30 feet. Um, the main group are over near the, near the water's edge, something like that, with Franny getting her singing lesson. Oh, I need to put in, uh, let's see. There we go. Oh, it's a okay. Instead yeah. of an arrow, I want it to be a finger pointing like this. Okay. That looks like Ungo's hand. Okay. And you all know about Ungo's giant glove hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you see this hand, and you you know that Ungo is giving you a sign, pointing. Celeste and Mavis, you're the two that are least distracted. Anything you want to do at this point, you can you can tell that. Mm. Um, um, Mavis would just like casually, kind of as much as again among the crowd, just walk to catch off the the bird person's like mean of escaping, kind yep. of like surrounding. Okay, so like you... not, not like right into them, just maybe ten feet away. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're probably a little over 10 feet away there anyway because mm. of the scale. Um, yeah. What about you, Celeste? Celeste would grab Franny by the arm and be like, look, look. And she kind of giggled and pointed towards the hand. Okay. Well, so oh, the same little look. Palasha moves back into, back into the reeds and starts to re re restart her, before her next performance. So, Franny, if you want to go along with Celeste. Yep. Okay. Okay, so this okay. Kenku doesn't seem to recognize, doesn't seem to notice that you're all getting around him. What, what does he look like right Sneaky, now? Sneaky, sneaky. Um, you said he, he took like a humanoid form. Like yeah, a human. just, just a, just a okay. human, human okay. sort of farmer type. But when he calls, okay. you, you hear him say to someone, excuse me, I'm coming through, can you please make way? And 
he has this very voice for radio. Oh, oh it's, it's a stolen voice. You guys recognize the stolen voice? <laughs> Candlefoot's voice. Um, oh. I know. I don't know how uh, common are kinkus in, in, in the world here. No, it's not. It's, it would be rare. Um, so Very might, rare. Okay. might not know what they're like. But uh, I think Ungo and Phryne, you both heard this voice when you spoke to Candlefoot eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so did Ungo see everybody else move over there? Yes. Yeah, you're well aware of each other now. Cool. The tigers uh, are circling. I'm not sure what we should do, though. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got him. What are you going to do with him? <laughs> I need a word with you. Fine. First instinct, Fine is going to go grab his wrist. Like, okay, where did cool. you get that voice? Okay. He goes to dash. Okay. He, he, he goes to dash off. Can you roll a um, a athletics, please, Franny? Oh, that's strength. Okay. 16. Ooh. Okay. And he tries to wriggle out of it, but you man you've got your vice-like grip um, is preventing him from leaving. Does anyone else want to do anything? Mm. He looks like he could jerk free eventually. Uh, I want to run over there to... Uh... Unhand me! <laughs> no! I am being no. oppressed, people. Can't you see? <laughs> I'm being oppressed! Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're being oppressed with a stolen voice. That's not your real face and that's not your real voice. Ungo <laughs> says. Okay. He's, he's, <clears throat> he, uh, he looks at you. Um, let's have a look. Can you roll an, inti- can you roll an intimidation, Ungo? Sure, why not? Oh, three. Intimidating. <laughs> he says, I will not quail in front of one such as you. You're a quail? <laughs> now, what, like a quail. What about, uh, who haven't we had? Celeste and Mavis. Mavis is just going to keep the distance, just making sure that if he breaks out, he will be the last line of defense. Okay, Celeste? Uh, Celeste doesn't recognize the voice because she didn't meet him. So no. she's just kind of going to stand there and try to prevent him from running away or pulling away from Friny. Okay. I want to try to reach up to poke where his beak should be. Oh, okay. Uh, you poke where his beak should be. And um, Friny, can you roll another athletics for me? It's opposed. He's saying, unhand me, unhand me, I say. All right, and your vice-like grip, you you have a differential of 15. Um, so <laughs> Down to the ground. Phryne the bouncer. Um, How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's have a look. He sort of, after two, after two <clears throat> successful uh, grappling, he sort of... Um, his bravado cracks. Let's um, see. If I'm correct, uh, 
Yep. If, if you are aware that something is an illusion, you can kind of see through it. It becomes kind of like a see-through for everyone who is aware. So the question is, would Ango be seeing his actual form? That's, I'm just checking. Yeah, so your finger um, hits something solid and you can hear snap, snap, snap when you go to ah! poke, poke him in the nose. But, ah, but, and you can tell that it's sort of like a, an illusion, but you don't see what he really looks like. So you, yeah. you can see that there's this hologram covering him. And he says, unhand me and keep your mouth away from, your finger away from my mouth or you'll lose it. So... Mm. So uh, I think at, th at that point, Mavis would try to send a message to towards, uh, what was his name? Candle or something? Candlefoot. Candle? Yep. Candlefoot, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would just keep pointing in random directions, generally where we la last left him until it hits. Okay. I think the distance is like 120 feet or something. The in range? You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. You just... Yeah, just... so he just keeps trying. Yeah. Um... You better, you better well, hear the result. Does that work? <laughs> you don't get any any message back. Uh -huh. um, Can't talk anyway. Yeah. But look. just let him know, uh, come to the lake. I, I think we might have found you, uh, the person who stole your voice. But it, he says, it's a, I, I'm, I didn't mean it. I, I must disrupt the carnival. It's, I'm required to. I, I only took his voice for a bit because I can't speak, you see. I'm a kink who... Oh. Mm. Yeah, save it for the He says, I was going to give it back. I was just going to give him, like, a side look. I'm like, really? <laughs> and and uh, um, a witch-like hand nearby, because there's been a bit, bit of a kerfuffle, obviously, and yeah, they, yeah. They, they would come in and if someone's grappling someone else, normally they would be escorting people out the door um mm -hmm. but uh one of them says oh that they'll go and fetch um candlefoot good <clears throat> you're gonna get it now and he sort of sits on the ground and says i won't go it's all right i am resigned to my fate he seems to be a very dramatic sort <laughs> i'm not done <laughs> she's gonna she's just gonna like look at it with like his wrist Still in her head, it's like I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> he says it's okay. I'm gonna keep. It's oh, okay, no. beautiful lady. You may unhand me. Ungo wants to know who made you do it. He says uh, it was years ago. I made a pact with Zybilna, an archfey. She rules the domain of Prismia. Uh huh. Oh, Zybilna again. Always Zybilna. Oh no, I'm convinced something is amiss. What makes you say that? I'm just, I'm just, go, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because as soon as he mentions Zybel, then Brian is just going to kind of like loosen her grip okay. and kind of just like let her fall away. Okay. He doesn't run and he, he says, uh, Zybilna is no longer, is, I can no longer, she no longer speaks to me through magic. Uh, we met one of her patient, uh, pa pa not patients, uh, patrons, maybe patrons. She too is my What's patron. What's the opposite of a patron? Um, no. no. Warlock. 
that one of our warlocks, Medric, is that he was looking for Zabilna. I know no Medric, but if he's one of hers, then he was, must be very sad. Yeah, he was worried. I've been trying to get audience with that damnable witch and light, and they keep giving me the cold shoulder, pushing me off. They know more than they're letting on. Well, the problem is, is that we believe the same thing. Perhaps we should join forces. Perhaps. Uh, (laughs) I just, like, look to the group. (laughs) Uh, Let me ask you another question. What do you know about the covenant? The hourglass covenant, was it? The witch water? Uh, The carousel said something about witches (laughs) taking over the... Oh, no, it wasn't the the carousel. uh, At the cupcake eating contest afterwards, someone was mentioning that there was a coup of some sort in the the realm, and they mentioned the witches. You get a sense that his eyes open and they're boggling at this thought as he realises that might might be what have happened to his patron. Hmm. He says, I don't know about this witch. We don't use the W word. Nomenclature aside. Um, when I was s- the last time the, your patron, your lady, it's what Archie people call, it's, to It's what people call us warlocks before they burn us. <laughs> Very well. Uh, <laughs> so... The question still stands. When was the last time you heard from her? It would have been... It would have been day four. Days ago. Hmm. Um, Medrick said it was um, for a long time now. Okay. Well, time, from what I remember, is that time, I don't know, well, out of character, you know how. It would have been years ago. Could have been, could have been years if it was days here. Time goes differently in the Feywild. What can be a minute to one is years to another. Yes, I'm aware. In any case, um. Is there any particular reason why you're going around heckling and trying to disturb the carnival? Well, I thought if I could make the carnival so disrupted, I might get audience. Mm, and that helps you how? Well, it gets me in front of them, at least, to confront them about their misdeeds. It's not wrong. Why... <laughs> yes, but why not just try the top hat? That's what we did earlier, without any effort, in fact. Well, I'm not as good at staring competitions, and <laughs> it is okay. easier to destroy than to create. They say. Perhaps. <clears throat> anyway, is the candlefoot on his way? Yes, and, and candlefoot does rock up eventually, um, and kettle steam acquiesces and says, "I, I'm sorry." Friend Candlefoot, I required a voice only momentarily, and and he gestures, and uh, something happens, and um, you see Candlefoot's eyes go wide, and he says, "My God, I've got it back!" Yay! 
Oh. Move that from the list of things to do. <laughs> well, now that mission is accomplished, perhaps you can have a more constructive conversation. And Kerosene says, oh, yes, I was, I was trying to describe, they, they have a book. And I think it's mm -hmm. a it's a journal of some sort, but it's it's definitely something that that they keep very uh, close watch on, and it may have key phrases or words or information. Who knows? Something notes. Mm -hmm. hmm. Where do they keep it? It's in the caravan, in their caravan. Mm -hmm. Is it sort of a ledger or more, more of a journal? No, it's more like a book of contacts, I think. Names hmm. and places. It's a black book. I see. <clears throat> he says, if you want to go for it, um, I will be at the crowning, or maybe some two, maybe two, or some of you could go to the crowning and others sneak in, and, and we make sure that we... Uh, distract them and and warn whoever's going for it hmm. the crowning uh, i understand that all of the staff members are present it's a big occasion of so well most most staff members there'd be a skeleton staff around the place we'd have to do something hmm. and uh Ken, uh, Ken, uh kettlestein seems to be on board with this he's nodding and he starts to um gesticulate Oh, okay. now we can't hear him. <laughs> and um, let's see, I'll just get Discord back. Yeah, and he starts to show his face and then... What? What's his name again? Kettle Steam. And he gets out a wand. Oh, Kettle Steam. Oh, he's got a wand. Did he change his face? Yep. Ooh, that well, could be... I think. Well, I'm gonna look at to Kelsey. It's like, well, it seems that we have a common goal. One of them is to find Zoe Billman. Shall we team up? Wait a minute, Candlefoot. Do you forgive him? The bird pointing at the bird. <laughs> he says, "I forgive you." In his sort of grandest gesture of. <laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> Self-importance. Uh -huh. Okay, before we get lost in the spirit of camaraderie and <laughs> overall joy of forgiveness, uh, another question. The, the coronation. You, you mentioned the skeleton crew will be left behind uh, around the, the caravan. How, how many people do you reckon? I would say one or two at best. One or two. And I... What I, do you think? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I might be able to coax one away myself that would be very helpful what do you think Ango you seem like a sneaky type is it something that you'll be up to yeah I'll try hmm. on the other hand I'm also afraid not afraid I, I'm worried that uh, whatever is inside the caravan like everything else might not make perfect sense there's strange magic afoot you Maybe just distract someone... them I'll get it very well. Whether it's enchanted, protected by some kind of spell. What if Kettlesteam was to help? Mm. 
Is there anything you can do? I'll, I'll look at him. He gets his wand out and then points at Ungo and gestures me and, he, me and you. Okay. Okay. I'm kind of tempted to just give him my voice for like a short period of time and then get it back. <laughs> I mean... Because I mean like... I am not going to be able to go on this stealth mission because I do not have any decks. <laughs> she is not sneaky. <laughs> um, Crane is the... What was the wizard? Or... She's a cleric. Cleric, okay. Yeah. Are you wearing armor under that cloak and wings? Um, I'm just wearing normal, just leather armor. Leather armor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What about well, you, Celeste? Are you sneaky at all? Um, I am a little sneaky. Okay. Like, almost like a plus two sneaky. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, I don't have my max sneakiness going yet, but I do have a plus five. Okay. Ah. Well! <laughs> Candle, Candlefoot suggests that if he um, goes with the whole group to the crowning and candle uh kettle steam and ungo sneak in mm. yeah so the two sneak in kendall kendall food can distract one of the remaining skirtle crew oh true i think we yeah i think we should require someone to watch out like be a stakeout barely just in case barely will yeah, do, do it barely's on our side he's our buddy uh, very well. Now, I guess the rest of us will be charged in keeping Mr. Light and Mr. Witch away for a long uh -huh. enough duration. Uh, I might periodically uh, contact you and I will do a message to just let him know how it feels. Uh, using a bit of magic, uh, you can reply to any messages like this with a short sentence or two. So you don't have to even, uh, you don't have to speak out loud, just a small whisper will be enough. On the, eye, on the eye will be able to hear it anyway. Okay. So is that is that the plan? We'll, um, I'm just going to... Actually, I'll find another um, map that's a little bit... I mean, of course, if anyone has other ideas, I, uh, I assume now is the time. Is there anything we can... Give Ungo, um, I was going to cast Guidance, but it only lasts a minute. But yeah. Maybe if I do a bird? As well. um, I don't know. I'll, I'll pat him on the shoulder and look him in the eye and say, you know, a lot, of, a lot depends on this. I'm sure you'll do great. And you'll get a bardic inspiration. <laughs> so that's a d6 that, you can add to any roll. Because of yeah. Ungo's huge sense of uh, responsibility and duty. Hmm. So, yeah, this takes to any roll other than that safe, which I hope you won't need. <laughs> okay, so what I'm doing is I've, I've called up the, um, the staff area again. Okay. Uh, let's see. And I've got Ungo and... Kettlestein with Celeste, Mavis, and Franny off at the big top. Yep. Um, Burley does when when um, Candlefoot and Kettlestein approach Burley with you. 
Um, he looks at you and says, you've, you've got a plan now. Okay, that's, that sounds like a better plan than my plan. I'll, I will go guard. Um, and try to make up a reason for other people not to go in. And um, Kettlestein gestures to you, Ungo, and, and casts, uh, gets his wand out and points it at you. And you feel your form shifting. Do you want to, how, how do you want to look? To disguise self. Uh, <clears throat> well, is there a staff member I could pretend to be? Uh, yeah, well, you, there's all the ones you know, uh, Candlefoot, um, and a couple, the the guy at the ticket booth, and all the ones that, that you've seen just at the different sales so, and games and things. As far as I'm concerned, Still can't it, talk, right? So I could be Candlefoot. We know he's not going to be here, and I won't have to say anything. Yep. Makes sense, uh, but you need to keep in mind that uh, the disguise doesn't change your height. Well, it can make me look... If it's disguise self, it should be able to make me look taller. I think um, I think uh, up to one foot. Hmm. Yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, that's not going to be enough, then, to be Candlefoot. And no. you can't handle like a normal height individual, right? Yep. There was the gnome okay. at the ticket booth. I can do there the poem gnome. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the poem gnome. Go ahead. <laughs> there was a goblin at the ticket booth. There, there was some goblins at the uh, bubble mm. pot. There was. And a goblin at the ticket booth, too. Uh, how about one of the goblins at the, uh, the bubble teapot thing? Okay. All right, so you change into a bubble top teapot goblin, and uh, Candlefoot is just going to lurk at the entrance, and you get to the point where you enter. Mm-hmm. I'm just moving Candlefoot out. He's not here. Um, and how are you going to go through? Um, Belly can open up the, the thorns for you. Yeah, uh, it depends on what I see. Okay, you see, an em- you see an empty area, and there's a clown. Fatco's here. Yeah. Is he is he is he is he looking over here? Is he? No, he's just having a bit of a wander, and he's he's mucking around with his dagger. And you can see if I ping over here, there's a red chair with a mandolin next to it, and Fatco's uh-huh. sort of lined up the chair, and then he sort of walks back to this this point by the yellow wagon. And he, he sort of looks at the wagon and he just stands there for a moment. I assume he's just pausing for a minute just to observe what's going on. And then he spins around and throws the dagger and it goes... Spins over and over. And um, goes straight through the slats in the chair. And he curses and kicks the ground and then walks over to go and pick it up again. Uh, so... The caravan, is that this? Red and white one, the big one at the opposite end. That's this, this big tent, that's their caravan? Okay, yep. so I gotta get in there. Um, I think uh, Ungo will try to creep around. He's gonna go for the stealth move. He's gonna try to creep around the outside of here if he can. Uh, sure, you can have advantage with the light. And, and the... then uh, he'll wait until, assuming he keeps doing throwing these knives... Yeah, uh, he's going to move out in the open when he's looking away from him, and then he'll try to run across here, 
when he's walking back over to get his knife. Okay. All right, so he does. Thacko sort of, I'm going to move him. This is like the, the guard's movement sort of thing. He goes over, collects his, um, collects his dagger from by the fire, and then walks back to the yellow van again. You can roll yourself with advantage. Yeah. 25. Natural 20. Okay. So you get all the way around. You're very close to the to the wagon, to to the to the main tent, and Sacco hasn't seemed to have spotted you at all. Uh, is this this, this is a tent, so like you could look under the edge, right? Uh, you s suspect so? Yep. Uh, well, let me do that. Let me rather than foolishly going through the front door, let me try and peek under the edge and see if there's anybody in there. Okay. Um, you peek under, and there's no one in there. <clears throat> Alright, can I maybe wriggle in there then? Yeah, you wriggle inside. Awesome. Uh, then I will look around for uh, a journal. Okay, um, this is more about a number of collective successes, so can you uh -huh. roll an investigation for me? Uh, Alright. Maybe I should just look around to decide where to investigate. Um, well, it's a bit of a jumble. So you're just doing a search at the moment. Oh, look. Look at that. Nice. Oh, my <laughs> God. So his stealth is a natural 20. Wow. This is the uh, the chapter um, dice, dice rolls of the chapter now. Um, okay, and you get another natural 20 with your investigation. And basically you think, oh, it's probably under there. So you go to there and lift it up. And it's not there, but then you go, yeah, well, definitely there'll be a, this, this rug is, I can see that it's raised and there's a square shape underneath it. And you find this small journal. Cool. Uh, please open that and make sure there's writing in there. Okay. Is that a right. blank journal? Yep. <laughs> it looks like it's probably what I'm looking for. Uh, yes. Cool. Uh, Ungo's not a bad guy, so he's not going to steal anything else. Okay. In, uh, in fact, with this, to... you, you pretty quickly determine the page that's important. Uh -huh. What have we got? And um, it says uh, Prismia passphrase. It's written in a sort of code, but you can tell that it's as obvious to that to, to you. Okay. Uh... Is there a lot? There's a lot here. Like, am I going to be able to memorize this, or should I take it with me? Um, you need to. Oh, you. Let's see. You can cut the page out. There's the page. I could rip the page out. Yeah, sure. Where, where was it? Where was the book? Um, underneath a well, well, underneath a chest and a, mm. and a rug. Uh -huh. Okay. Cool. Yeah, let me rip the page out. I'll just take the page okay. and leave the book. That's a good plan. All right. And I will. You just take attempt the to go back the way I came since it works coming in. Okay. 
All right, so you um, you can roll another stealth again with advantage. Uh, let me use a part of inspiration on that one. Okay, you got an eleven so far. Is that a what is that? Is six. A D6? Okay. I think. Uh, yeah, D six. And three more. Okay. Fourteen. Thacko, where are you? Thacko. I'm checking his passive. Okay, you managed to sneak past him. You think it was pretty, you know it was pretty close. There's parts where you made a bit of a twang and almost tripped on a, on a, on a cord holding the tent up. Uh, but with that inspiration, you make it past. In fact, you needed the inspiration to pass. <laughs> you finally make your way out of the tent. Um, and uh, Kettle Steam is there giving you a fist bump. Oh, no. I'm becoming attached. Okay. Um, let's move to Franny, Mavis, and Celeste. There, where are we? Big top. We'll crank down some good music. There we go. Can you see this resolving? <clears throat> I'll just jump back to the tent. I'll grab Ungo as well. You may as well see what's going on. Okay. How's it looking now? Seeing inside the big top? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Da, da, da. Mr. Witch, Mr. Light. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, sorry about that. All right, so um, you're, as you're going to the big top, you can see many people are also filing there. The crowd has thinned out a little bit. Not everyone makes it all the way to the very end of the night. It's a big night running, you know, eight hours of, of opening time. Um, and uh, all the specta spectators take their seats in the big top and... Uh, you first hear this roar, which causes all all the um, the the din to die down, as this enormous displacer beast 
comes sort of stalking proudly into the into the the ring, and it's Dillagorn who you know you know, and he's Dillagorn or she is escorting Mr. Witch from his wagon to the coronation and um, seemingly leaving Thacko his his uh, bodyguard behind. And um, Mr. Witch and Milligron Delagron stand on the sidelines next to Candlefoot as Mr. Light gives an opening speech. Um, let's see. Okay, so um, I'm going to paraphrase, but he he says uh, every night, every night on the um, at the culmination of all events from the evening, as you have felt, the mood of the carnival is shifted by the actions of you, our treasured guests, and he sort of gestures grandly, and um, uh, and whomsoever has contributed. The most to the evening's mood, uh, for the better of us all, shall be crowned the Witchlight Monarch. Um, and uh, he says, it is not something that we mere mortals decide, the carnival itself. It's like a Harry Potter sorting hat type of deal. Um, and there's this, and everyone's all whispering to each other. And let's have a look. And Mr. Witch, uh, Mr. Light passes this hat box to Mr. Witch. And um, let's see. And out of it comes this, just this golden light, just a, a pinpoint of light, um, sort of shifting from yellow to, to amber. And as it moves, it spins a thread of gold as it winds its way up and down through the crowd. Let's see. So um, I can draw. And it comes from them both and starts making its way around, you know, through the crowd. And every time it goes past someone, it's like past the parcel. But it pretty much gets to here and then tilts and, tilts and, and goes over in this direction. And as it, it pretty much makes a way towards your direction, to your surprise. Um, no, 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 go ahead. <laughs> and it sort of goes around here and then circles and spirals around. And spirals down and then stops above um, Phryne. I just like, uh-oh. <laughs> You're looking up at this, this light. Just kind of got to kind of just sink in a chair. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> and everyone's, everyone's, oh, it's selected. And the, the people next to you, it's like when you catch a baseball or something, you know, out of the crowd and everyone's sort of looking a little bit envious. Um, but also, wow, well, I'm sitting next to, and um, Mr. Light sort of takes a couple of steps over and says, aha, I, I could have guessed as much. Arise. And um, are you going to stand up? And he gestures for you to come down. Yeah, I'm going to go. 
Celeste encourages her, like, yay, yay! <laughs> woo, woo, woo! You got the getting the fist bump going. And I just, <laughs> just look looking back, I was like, you okay. Okay. And eventually you're over next to Mr. Light and Mr. Witch comes and stands beside you and, so, and he sort of gives you this sort of gruff, not shaking, nodding of his head, well done, well done. Um, I wouldn't have guessed it, but yes. And um, Mr. Witch goes you're off. as surprised as I am. <laughs> Mr. Witch removes this crown of... Uh, of, of um, uh, as he lifts it up, it, it moves, and it's not. A, it looks like initially it looks like he's got a butterfly on his on each of his fingers, but he's holding it, and it's a ring of butterflies, and it's almost as if they're attached or flying in, in unison. But there's no crown as such. But he lifts it as if it's a solid crown, and he says, "Behold, a new monarch. May she reign." Um in majesty and he sort of lowers it down and yeah the crowd goes berserk and uh some clowns come out and start throwing glitter all over the place mm. like i said this moment uh i was able to contact try to contact Mongo, <laughs> see how he's going uh how's it going am i done when when does this happen uh, this is this is both happening in in sync pretty much. So we'll sort of shift um, scene by scene as if two two parallel activities. Um, and uh, let's see. And um, as the crowd starts going berserk, you hear that oh, the haunting melody of Palasha as she sings a joyous song as uh, pixies come out and flutter all around of her. Yeah. So, so uh, when Mavis contacts uh, Ungo, he would basically just ask how much time he needs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To, like, if, at the point I'm contacted, has Ungo already got the book? Yeah. We'll give you the, give you the benefit of the doubt as you manage to contact Ungo. Um, and uh, um, he says, yeah, I've got it. I'm out on the main street. Okay. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light gesture to you, Mavis and Celeste, and say, and now the procession. And um, the, I don't have it on here, but all of the sort of crowd is, um, is, does a lap uh, and people start joining. It's like a conga line, but it's more um, like the way Jack Nicholson dances as the Joker. A little bit creepy, a little bit, a little bit tap dancey. Or Christopher Walken in... Um, uh, yeah. Uh, well, your weapon of choice. Weapon, weapon of mass. Weapon, yeah, weapon, yeah, weapon of, choice. of choice. Weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, weapon of choice. Um, and uh, Franny, you lead the way, and you, Franny, you feel these. Um, aside from this, this crown of of butterflies. Um, you get anointed from your shoulders, and uh, they both bow to you and say, "Arise, Majesty," and. Um, uh, you sprout a pair of butterfly wings, the ones that are on your back, you know, the ones that are tied on, but they seem yeah. attached to your shoulder blades. Cool. Like they're actually there? They're actually there. And um, he says it'll only last a moment, 
Um, but you will be able to summon your monarch's wings three times. Okay. If that does what I think it does, that's amazing. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that seems good. So, yeah, so long as you've got the... Uh, this is called the charm of the monarch. And uh, you can choose to sprout a pair of beautiful butterf butterfly wings. As long as you've got these wings, you gain a flying speed... Um, equal to your walking speed and uh, a bonus to your charisma-based ability checks. Cool. Amazing. Did, did someone get like a powder of flying? Someone did. I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah pixie dust. Yeah. Pixie dust. Yeah. Um, uh, Celeste Mavis, are you coming and joining in, joining in the procession? Mavis is Yeah. Not. Okay. Well, I was going to say, Celeste grabs Mavis right. and drags him down with her. Okay, come on. Let's hear it go relaxingly. Mr. Glum. Okay, so they do a lap of the lap of the inside of the ring um, with all of the um, uh, incredible beasts and acrobats and fire breathers and stuff. And But it's not a big top event. It's more like a procession. And they do one lap of victory as they all follow... And Mr. Witch and Mr. Light leave a little deferential, you know, uh, space so that um, Franny can um, obviously goes first. And after they do this lap, both Mr. Witch and Mr. Light stand on either side. And, and um, Mr. Wh Mr. Light takes over and says, and now that concludes our events for the evening. Go with joy, return to your homes and come again in eight years time when we return. And uh, Franny, you're sort of expected to lead the group out the out the door. Oh yeah! As soon as they're at the exit, I'm like, pew. Okay, so you 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 three are la da 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 la da 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 da. Walk without rhythm, and you won't attract the worm. Um, and a candlefoot sort of steps in line behind you and uh, joins in the little line. Um, and of course, all the all the other carnival goers join with you as well. Yeah, there's um, like a stream going for an exit. It, it is a or... stream, but it turns it turns into like the end of a sports carnival and stuff. People mill around. Some people stop, and people snake around each other. And Candlefoot mm -hmm. goes, "Okay," and sort of, I guess you can make your way and join back up with Kettle Steam and Ungo. Cool. Candlefoot says, I am the ticket master of the Hall of Mirrors and can let you in. Mm. He can't, mm. he just cannot whisper. Oh, very well. <laughs> um, I think that's a good spot, Lenny. Let us reconvene there. Okay. Now let's see. All right, um, I'm just thinking it's 10 past 10. We've gone, and that's just after two hours in. It'd be good for me if I could grab a coffee and so on. Yeah. Should we, should we yeah. take that 10 minutes? Good. I was just thinking that. Okay. All right, so uh, back at 10.20. Go. Okay. 